How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 72 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, we're going to talk about baseball. Uh, it, it's a dumpster fire right now, but we're going to talk about it. So in the first half, I'll just catch you guys up on what's been happening in baseball and whatnot. Uh, and since you've probably already heard most of that news um, and my opinions on it on Twitter, uh, I will go through that quickly. We'll do some ads, and then the second half, I'll uh, go over what I'd like to see from baseball moving forward to, uh, you know, make things better, because this is bullshit. Um, yeah, so that's what, that's what we're talking about today. So that's uh, that's all well and good. Uh, also, while I have your attention, please go to crpastries.com, that is chefronspastries.com, or CR, that's chefron, uh, and uh, go support local black-owned businesses. Uh, they have pastries of all shapes and sizes. Um, oh. Maybe not all shapes and sizes. They have uh, brownies and chocolate chip cookies. Those are the two that really have really caught my eye on their website. They look delicious. They look moist. Uh, I, I love a good moist treat. And uh, I'm going to stop there. And uh, so anyways, go there. Uh, if you order on Wednesdays, uh, you'll get them in a couple of days. They, their, their cutoff day for ordering is Wednesday. So so make sure and get those orders in. Uh, Chevron's Pastries is uh, Chevron. And his sister, they are siblings, they, uh, they own and operate the place. Due to COVID-19, they've had to shift their business plan from uh, selling directly to like catering companies and stuff like that and going directly to the public. So uh, online is how they do their business. So go to crpastries.com, support local business, and uh, make a difference in the community and in the area. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, for us, you can follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And uh, you can email us any questions or basically anything you want at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, all that stuff's going to be in the show notes, so check that stuff out. Um, yeah, so let's get into baseball news because, uh, yay. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you, you know that I have a bunch of hot takes like immediately when things happen. But where the podcast is concerned, I like to wait for more news to come out to have a more full view of everything that's going on and all that stuff. So that is why this has been delayed a little bit. Also, because of the delay in uh, when the news happened on Monday to when this is getting posted on Wednesday, I wanted to take a little bit of a different route in covering the news as well and uh, offering some solutions as opposed to just going over the problems. So uh, that's what we're doing today. So the, the shitstorm started, and I'm swearing again because... This is the end time. Screw it. Um, the, the shitstorm started on Monday when uh, Rob Manfred, who five days before had said uh, there will 100% be baseball being played in 2020, uh, he, he walked that back severely. And uh, he basically said that if the players want there to be a season in 2020, they have to sign a waiver saying that they will not pursue legal action against the league uh, and whatnot. And everybody was like, well, goodbye baseball, or as I tweeted, adios pelota, um, because I'm a Bay Area resident, and that's uh, something that I've heard way too many times. Um, basically, the waiver is making sure that the, the not the ace, uh, the players will not sue for, you know, uh, prorated salaries and all that stuff, because the owners obviously have not been operating in good faith in their negotiations, but they don't want the players to pursue legal action against them. Um, and so they're trying to get a waiver on that. Uh, which is, at best, a stall tactic to get the league to play what they've been wanting the what Major League Baseball has been wanting the entire time, which is like a 48 to 55 game schedule uh, at full prorated salaries, which is what the agreement that they signed in March says, or 
you know, they're just trying to screw over everybody, including the owner's own investments in these teams uh, and not having a season whatsoever. So after this news uh, came out, a lot of players have been tweeting, uh, just let us know when and where we are ready to play, which is uh, actually very smart legally on their part, as well as a good PR move. Uh, Because, again, I am not a lawyer by any means, but if... This, uh, if there is a season and then the players do pursue legal action against the owners and Major League Baseball for not uh, acting in good faith and trying to have as many games as possible being played, uh, them having a slew of players, it, it's lots of dozens. I, I have, I've, I don't follow all of them, I just see who gets retweeted. And uh, a lot of players have been saying, you know, let us know when and where we're ready, and if they're all doing that, then they can avoid the bad faith argument on their side because the owners are not coming to meet them in the middle at all. Uh, And by middle, I mean paying them for the work they're going to do while putting their health at risk. So as Trevor Bauer put it, um, this looks like a big stall tactic being used by uh, the commissioner in Major League Baseball to just move a couple of weeks down the line so that they can impose the, the season length that they have wanted all along. And uh, it'll make it look like it's in good faith because, you know, legalese and whatnot. But because uh, if they tried to impose that season length right now, they'd be like, well, obviously you guys can play 10 or 15 more games. Why would you do a 50 game season right now? That doesn't make any sense. And then their legal action would not have as much water. Um, so what the players are doing in this, which is what I alluded to a second ago, is uh, they're saying we're ready. Let's do this. And uh, if there's no action by baseball to, you know, address those concerns and impose a 66-game schedule or a 70-game schedule or something like that, then it helps their case legally for when they do file their grievance against Major League Baseball and whatnot. Um, I mean, if there's an arbiter out there that's not been following this at all, uh, one, why are they covering this, Uh, you know, baseball in general, and two... uh, the owners seem to have a weak case. They're trying to get like a, a wobbly leg under them at, at this point, and uh, I don't know that they have enough to stand on. So uh, I don't know that the owners have a good shot of winning a legal battle, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. Um, if we're going to get a 48-game season, I'd much rather watch the legal process of this because uh, there's going to be some dingers hitting that, and uh, that better be televised. Knowing baseball, it won't be because uh, blackouts. So... Sorry for busting your eardrums right there. And even more and more of uh, usually non-partial baseball writers, because journalists are thought to be non-partial, uh, they're picking the player's side wholeheartedly. And uh, the, the people that are picking the both sides argument are just lazy and uh, not really paying attention and uh, not trying to get in trouble with anybody. So, uh, yeah, obviously it is the owner's fault at this point, and they... It, there, there is a big crisis going on in the game, and the owner's not giving a shit about the game is uh, one of the big things. So I'm going to come up with how to address that here in the second half. But first, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world with COVID-19, they've created non-contact deliveries. So when I order food from local restaurants, supporting local businesses, uh, everything gets delivered right outside of my door. They even sent a picture. It's, it's actually really cool. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, they also have Postmates Pickup, 
which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your local business spots right now, and I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They also make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping them off, again, right outside of my door. Can't stress how much how cool that is. I, I really enjoy the non, non-contact deliveries. Uh, just download the Postmates uh, app on iOS or Android. Find your favorite spots to eat, especially local spots, because local business is king, and get everything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you want it, Postmate it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what the aides have been doing in the community. Uh, a lot of this was enlightening to me because I've never heard of most of this stuff. Um, there's, I'm going to touch on some of the things that I thought were most important with their community work, but um, I feel like it's important to note that with the amount of baseball, especially A's baseball that I consume, um, for me to not know that most of this stuff is happening is a little bit crazy. Uh, considering the, the A's, I'm not trying to build up baseball at this point because that is not my concern. Um, but I do want to, you know, I think that getting baseball out of the hole that they are in currently is very reliant upon uh, messaging. So uh, being honest with what's going on with the world and also uh, between the owners and the players. That's that's a big thing for me. Um, it, stop doing the whole, we're going to leak it to the media and then, Everybody cries out on Twitter and stuff. No, just either do it behind closed doors, do it uh, in good faith, like honestly, or, uh, you know, stop. Just just do the right thing. It's it's really easy. Um, so, yeah, money. Mon- money is the big concern there. So they need to start with, you know, that's the first step is repairing the image, obviously. The second step is getting into communities and actually doing some some work. And these have been doing a decent amount of work, but we just never hear about it. And, you know, that's one issue. That's part of the marketing and whatnot. But uh, I feel like they need to also do more impactful work because they seem to be spreading themselves very thin with, like, doing, like, 10 or 12 programs uh, that have, like, a little bit of impact, but not a, not the, the correct impact. If I'll get into it. Here we go. They have a reading program, which is cool. So if uh, kids read a certain amount of words or but. Bu- I didn't get into how the reading program works, um, but there's a reading program where if you read uh, a certain amount per month, then you are rewarded for that. So that's a nice educational tool. I enjoy that. Uh, as a kid, I always enjoyed, I think we had like the Pizza Hut one where you had the buttons. And uh, if you read a book, then your teacher would give you a sticker and then you could go to uh, Pizza Hut or Roundtable or wherever the freaking thing was. And uh, you got a personal pan pizza. And so Great in theory, but it was also very hard to get my parents to take me to the pizza place to get my personal pan pizza. So there, it works in getting the kids excited about reading, but also there's the follow through on the backside where not everybody works a nine to five job. Uh, I definitely don't. I have crazy hours uh, when I am employed. And uh, yeah, I mean, I work weekends and uh, I mean, even my family doesn't understand that, but um 
Yeah, it's one of those things where you have to make it available to people. Like, the kids have the time off. That's no problem. It's a matter of how do you get them to the destination. And I think that that's something that the A's could definitely work on. Uh, you know, getting them to the ballpark is the, the easiest one. Uh, having them meet the players, having the players come to their classrooms, stuff like that. Uh, I know that it's very hard to do that during a season, but, uh, I mean, if the players want a little bit more money, you could be like, hey, here's, you know, a couple thousand dollars or whatever. Go to this classroom and talk and, you know, inspire. Uh, little things like that, I think, go a long way to, one, uh, being good for the community, and two, growing the game within the community. Uh, these are great things. Also, uh, there was a, I think it was Nick Heath. I, I, I listened to a couple of podcasts where uh, different players have been talking about how they would impact the communities in which they uh, grew up. And I, I believe it was Nick Heath on the Suspect as Family Barbecue uh, podcast on the Ringer Network. I think it was that one. And he talked a lot about uh, the different academies that are around the world that, you know, baseball teams have started. Every baseball team has an academy outside of the U.S. for like uh, Dominican players or Puerto Rican players or something like that. Uh, but he wants them to bring it to America as well. I don't know how the logistics of that work. So I'm going to I, I love the idea. I don't know how to make that work because America's very spread out. And, uh, you know, you're not going to move to. Nevada just because there's a, uh, a baseball academy there I don't think uh, that's part of the problem but the other thing that he brought up is making it more accessible for people and I think that that is the easiest thing that baseball can do right now to make the game accessible to young people and to get them excited about you know going to a game playing the game and that helps grow the game because uh, you got to throw money in there to make the owners do anything um, so if you provide gloves and hats and, you know, all that stuff for kids, basically, if you provide gloves and bats and just have them be like the team things uh, where, you know, the school or whoever, they, they own those things, but they're provided by Major League Baseball, that helps so much to get these kids doing what they need to do. There's, uh, you know, there's a lot of commercialization of being able to play baseball now and like with perfect game and others like that where you have to go to a plate like a showcase event to be like hey now you're on the draft radar and you know it's only for the best of the best but uh if you're a single parent and you're working two jobs you don't have you know one the time for you know, getting uh, a child to the, those showcases and two the resources because that shit's expensive you have to provide these people uh easier opportunities to make themselves known and uh i mean we saw kyler murray uh, he went to the NFL because he could get a payday very easily with the way that the system is with minor leaguers not being paid and you got to ride the buses and it takes, you know, six years to get a, any money. Once you're in the big leagues, then, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot at every turn here. Uh, what's the incentive for a kid that's athletically gifted to play baseball unless he strikes out in football and basketball and you know, hockey, if he likes hockey? Uh, there, there's none and it's expensive to play. So, uh, the A's provide jerseys and hats that are, you know, good quality and stuff, but I mean, that doesn't sure you look the part, but that doesn't help them long-term provide gloves and bats. That's how you grow the game right there. Uh, I don't give a shit if I, if I'm eight years old, I'm like, cool, I can wear this jersey for another year, a glove you can have for like a decade. So that's something that I think that they need to start providing just wherever they can. And I know that it's moderately expensive. Spend a couple million dollars on it. These things don't cost that much money. They don't have to get the best bats. You get them a $20 bat. It's something. 
get to we're playing this game with a stick and some rocks before. It, I don't know why it needs to cost hundreds of dollars for kids to play this game when they're like 10. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, so make it cheaper. That That's easy. Uh, one other thing that I like that the A's do is uh, the science of baseball. I don't know what they're teaching about the science of baseball, but I think that, you know, um, for I don't know if it's for high school students necessarily, but if you wanted to do like a higher, almost like a certain job training or get people excited about it, you could teach them like launch angle and, you know, exit velocities and, you know, the new science of baseball. And I think that that could propel a lot of interest in the game. Um, from if you go to like AP classes or something like that, I know that you're reaching out to the elites with the with their AP classes, but um, you know something like that, or you could even do it at a younger level with not launch angle, but you know something like oh hey this is how you calculate something here, or how a baseball is made, or something that's simple for children to understand and grasp and have a connection to baseball. It doesn't take a lot to inspire passion, like a. When I was in, I'm going to say second grade, I don't know, uh, I was young, and Tom Candiotti came to my school because he had gone to the same school, and I was like, hey, that's really cool, who's this guy? But uh, I still remember it, and uh, I don't think that that's what spawned my love of baseball because my family all loved baseball, but uh, Tam Tom Candiotti, I remember that, and uh, that was pretty cool. I got a signed ball, and then uh, I lost that immediately, but I had one, so that was fun. Um yeah, so I mean, just like little community projects. It doesn't take a lot of time. It, it If it's a player visiting, it doesn't take a lot of resources. You just got to get them there and have them talk for like 10 minutes. And the end, not bad. Um, yeah, so basically the whole crux of how you get into the communities and build up relationships within the communities after this clusterfuck of an offseason is just bringing baseball to them and reminding people of why they like baseball or introducing them to the love of baseball. That's what you need to do. That's what the focus needs to be. Stop making it so damn expensive to play. I mean, it's not that hard. You need two people to play catch. You don't actually, you need one person in like a, one of those, uh, elastic fence things that, uh, tilts up. You could do fly balls and stuff. And I guess my last uh, thing to bring up would be Make it easier, like, especially for the A's, because there's lots of empty seats at every game. It's a joke. Ha ha ha. But uh, that that is missed opportunity, if you ask me, where and even on weekend games, just in, just give uh, tickets out to kids. It's not that hard T tickets. Just bring them to the baseball game. You make money on concessions, most likely. And even if you don't, uh, they're probably going to be repeat customers. It's not that hard, you guys. Give them, like, free parking. Give their parents free parking. And uh, give them incentive to come to the baseball game. And they're like, hey, that was a lot of fun. We should go do that again. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Just, like, or and you could even relate it back to, like, the reading program or the science program or something like that. And, uh, make, you know, make them earn it if you want to. But uh, just it, go, to a class, you know, go to a school and be like, hey, grade two gets these tickets, grade three gets these tickets. And you, you have more, you know, quote-unquote sellouts. And uh, it makes it look more packed, but also you're you're bound to make your money back on concessions or merch sales or anything like that. I don't know why they, like any team doesn't do this, but I mean, especially like a team like the A's or the Rays or the Marlins or, you know, teams that struggle with attendance. Why? Why have empty seats? Give those tickets away. That's how you make things easier for people. Uh, stop being so profit driven, like short term profit driven. Uh, this is a long-term thing, and uh, if you really want to grow the game, 
and I know that, you know, franchise values are at all time highs, obviously, but, uh, this would help. Like if you, if you're planning on owning the team for like another 15, 20 years, you're, you're helping yourself like in a big way. And you're going from not making any money off of those empty seats to at least making some, if not a lot. It's a, it's a really simple thing to do. You guys, um, just go out and be like, uh, oh, here's some seats or, you know, have a giveaway on game day or something like that on Twitter. It's so simple. I don't know why it isn't being done. Hey, if you need me to work for you, I'm free. Uh, I like, uh, time-wise I'm free. I am not free of charge. I will charge you for my ideas <laughs> and my work. So that's all that I got for you guys today. Um, if you guys have any other ideas on how to, you know, grow the sport in the communities and, uh, just, you know, repair the sports image at this point, I know that we're all saying that we're done with baseball. It's going to be hard for me to quit this, uh, to quit this one. But, uh, cause I, I love the sports. Uh, I, I am frustrated with the A's still. So, uh, they still got some work to do, but I do want to help repair the game. I, it, it's what I do. I like fixing things. That's, uh, that's just me. But if you have any other suggestions on how to fix things, um, feel free to reach out to us at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B. You can email us any questions that you may have or suggestions or basically anything at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, that's it for today. I got one more coming to you guys this week. But uh, in the meantime, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. I will talk with you guys soon. Mm-hmm.